0: Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey people, how you doing out there? I'm really excited to be talking to you today (laughs) from my car. Okay, I'm in the garage in my car to try to kind of get away from my kids. All right, let's be honest. We're stuck at home. I'm the homeschooler. My eight-year-old said to my husband, hey, I think I like homeschool better than regular school, except I just wish I would learn something. What? Okay. Then the next day it was like, all right, Tommy, you just told dad that you're not learning anything from me. We're stepping it up a notch, okay? We're going to teach you so much. Your brain is going to explode. Not learn anything. Come on. But I hope everybody's doing okay under these circumstances, these uncharted waters. And today I wanted to talk about not really knowing what to do in certain situations with custody. And I've been searching and researching, and guess what, folks? There's really nothing out there concrete about what to do when there's a pandemic. And we are supposed to have social distancing and quarantine at home and and all these things that we're doing with the homeschooling and when do we switch our children to the others and how close do we follow our custody agreements, things like that. So I found some beautiful tidbits. I consulted with my go-to, Kevin Jensen, attorney in Mesa, And I just wanted to tell you exactly what he told me. I was wondering about the courts, if they're even open. I have heard from some of my clients and some groups that I'm a part of that it's delaying their process. So that's really difficult when you're in the middle of the divorce, if you can't, you know, get that final word. So... He said that the courts are canceling most in-person hearings right now. This is in Arizona, and I am guessing it is the same in Utah. Where possible, they are scheduling telephonic hearings to keep cases moving as much as possible under the circumstances. I did have one judge schedule a telephonic temporary orders hearing. But I don't know if that will be a decision each judge makes for him or herself. Pretty much in-court hearings are being pushed back. I don't know what courts are doing with emergency hearings. I do think they can shut them off. There's usually very little contact with courts or anyone else when someone seeks an emergency order in family court. So to me, that means people that you still can seek an emergency order if you feel like it's an absolute emergency. So he continues to say, as far as I know, you can still seek one if necessary. I am hearing of people starting to use the virus as an excuse to withhold children. I know none of my listeners would do that. This shouldn't be happening unless there is a legitimate threat of exposure at the other parent's home. I would start by contacting law enforcement if someone runs into that issue. If the police won't do anything, then an emergency order may be appropriate. And for any other emergency that may arise, remember, emergency equals irreparable harm to the child. And he just says, hope that helps you out. Thank you so much, Kevin. I think that was... Great legal advice. Remember, you guys, I know that it's a situation where we're nervous. We want to protect our children as much as possible. But we can only do what we can control when we have our children. So emergency orders, man, they do cause harm to our kids. Hmm. Even when we think that they don't know what's going on they do. I wanted to share also a publication from the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. That's A-A-M-L. They came out with this really good publication. A lot of it, you're, you're probably going to think, okay, duh, you know, I already knew that, but I just wanted to share it so you can be completely informed. Number one, They do this point by point. Be healthy. Comply with all that the CDC and your local and state guidelines are telling you to do. Okay? Hand washing. Wiping down surfaces. Um, Stay informed. Stay in touch with the media. And I'm going to add, but don't be consumed by it. Realize that your children can pick up on your nervousness. They can pick up on being worried. Too much news without them understanding fully its extent and causes, effects, you know, these kids, they get nervous. Even my 14-year-old was like, ah, because I hadn't watched the news all day, and I wanted to put it on. And she's like, really? More coronavirus stuff? So, just be be mindful. And that's number 2, be mindful. Be honest about the seriousness of the pandemic, but maintain a calm attitude and convey to your children your belief that everything will return to normal in time. We've seen a lot of people you're probably on social media a lot more right now, right? But I just saw this cute post about the 7-year-old. She said, "I just want my life to go back to normal." And her mom reassured her that it will. But it just might take time. But we all need to be in this together doing this. Number three, be compliant with court orders and custody agreements. It says as much as possible, try to avoid reinventing the wheel despite the unusual circumstances. The custody agreement or court order exists to prevent endless haggling over the details of timesharing. In some jurisdictions, there are even standing orders mandating that if schools are closed, custody agreements should remain in force, as though school were still in session. So, what does that mean? Let's stick to our custody agreements as much and closely as possible. So, if you are picking up somebody after school, then you go to their house after they've been there at their school. If the co-parent is able to stay home, you know, if they're not a non-essential worker, then they should be the one giving them homeschool. This is where I'm seeing a lot of complaints. I've seen a lot of mothers say, well, when my children are at their dad's, he is not doing the homeschool. He's not doing the work that he's supposed to do. What should I do about that? Guess what? There's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> There's, you can ask kindly. Hey, let's get this homeschool done. You can communicate what needs to be done, when, what's the timeline. Do they need to be doing two hours a day in kindergarten? Two hours of homework per day in kindergarten? Yeah, maybe you have a difference of opinion there. You need to allow your co-parent to have the difference of, an op- of opinion. So what we're saying is, if you are picking them up at a specific time, then it needs to remain the same, as if their house is school. Okay, number four, be creative. At the same time, it would be foolish to expect that nothing will change when people are being advised not to fly and vacation attractions such as amusement parks, Museums and entertainment venues are closing all over the U.S. and the world. In addition, some parents will have to work extra hours to help deal with the crisis. And other parents may be out of work or working reduced hours for a time. Plans will inevitably have to change. Encourage closeness with the parent who is not going to see the children through shared books, movies, games, and FaceTime or Skype. I really like that. So for me and my co-parent, we actually, because we get along so well, and we're able to communicate verbally over the phone normally, like two co-workers, amicable co-workers. And I know that's not the case a lot of times. But if you're able to, find out what's best for the child. Find out what's best for each other. So because our child is not in all her extracurricular activities, she had so many, um, that we decided just to go one week on, one week off, with the opposite parent taking a Wednesday. That way, each parent can see her at least in the middle of the week when they don't have her for that week. Does that make sense? And it also limits the shuffling her around. You know, kind of, there is a tiny bit of that contamination from one house to the other. So if you can limit that, that would be nice. Okay, number five, be transparent. Provide honest information to your co-parent about any suspected or confirmed exposure to the virus. All right, so basically just keep the communication open. Number six, be generous. Try to provide makeup time to the parent who missed out. Okay, so maybe you guys live pretty far apart and you both agree that it would be most wise for the kids to stay with dad, you know, or the kids to stay with mom and to not be making the trips right now. Be generous after this is over. Also, get them on FaceTime as much as possible and just be generous as to, you know, later times to fill in for the missed time. All right, number seven, be understanding. Right now, we have to have that understanding. There's no doubt that the pandemic will pose an economic hardship and lead to lost earnings for many, many parents, both those who are paying child support and those who are receiving child support. The parent who is paying should try to provide something, even if it can't be the full amount. The parent who is receiving payments should try to be accommodating under these challenging and temporary circumstances. So, this is the tough part. This is an adversity on both sides. We've got to be understanding, but also you can document anything that may be missed, you know. um, Document that for a later time to deal with. But I really like Kevin's advice that if you feel that this is unfair, if you feel like, You know, I know there's situations where the parent is an essential. So they have to get out and go to work. And the other parent who is sitting at home wished they had their children. But to understand that your custody agreement still stands. That even though they have to go out, your child is there. It's their time. And maybe if you can communicate and keep the lines of communication, Open. You can do extra things. You know, the parent take off all their clothes. That's been recommended, is to take off their clothes immediately. You know, and change when they come back into the household to shower. Even I mean, there's certain protocols that we can ask. And if you feel like it's an emergency situation that your co-parent is not budging and that your child is uh, highly exposed, or you've heard of some exposure where there's some danger, then you can do emergency proceedings. I know that they're trying to make that available to you. But please make that your last um, means of doing anything. And with all of that, you guys, I just wanted to say I was listening to my favorite podcast. It's called Talking Scripture. It has my old um, seminary teacher on it, Brother Bryce Dunford. And he, along with the other individual on the podcast, do an amazing, amazing job of laying open the scriptures. And one thing that he said about Enos wrestling with God is a lot of times when we're praying, we're asking the Lord to please change our circumstance, right? Please, please bless that my baby can sleep tonight, (laughs) you know, or please, please bless that my child will stop yelling at me when I ask him to eat his food, or whatever it is. We're trying to change that circumstance. Instead of kind of a, a wrestle. A wrestle means, you know, sometimes we've got him in a hold, and sometimes he has us in a hold. You know, it's this back and forth, almost uh, coming to an agreement type deal. So instead of trying to change the circumstance, maybe we can pray that we can handle the circumstance. And then he went over to the brother of Jared in the time that they were building those ships, you know, where they had to cross the ocean. And they just seemed like they wanted the wind to stop. That wind was just tossing them to and from and the animals and they kept getting flipped. And sometimes we want that wind to stop. But guess what? It's that same wind that pushed them to that promised land. So I just encourage you at this crazy time that we can pray and fast. Yes, that it can be over, but also... That we can be equipped to handle this the right way. We can be patient. We can pray for all of those things, guys. Man, it's an interesting time. I will say on the positive note that this has been a blessing for me and my family. My 14-year-old said, Mom, I needed this. She needed all of her extras, even school. She, She had been just under so much. There's pressure and deadlines and concerts and banquets and practices and recitals and it was just getting so much and now our family is together and I have to say I don't have extra time. (laughs) I hear that a lot that man what can you do with all this extra time? Okay, I have never had this amount of non-extra time in my life. Anyway, but for her, she really needed it. I hope that our families can be closer than ever as we get to a more simple time right now. So let's look at the positives. Stay safe out there, my friends. Remember, make it what you want. Make it positive. Make it meaningful. Make it, hey, this is a time that I can reconnect and be closer than ever with my family. All right, hang in there. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.